Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions today, 303-690-3000, or you can text me at 720-336-0897. And so glad to be with you. We're live from the studios here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, the home of Grace FM. So welcome everyone listening live on Grace FM this afternoon, everyone listening live throughout the country on the Radio by Grace Network. You guys are listening live. Hope FM, Truth FM, you're one week delayed. Higher Rock Radio, the same for you in Idaho. But all that really means, the one week delay is that you can call right now. 303-690-3000. Talk live to me as the host. And then you can tune in next week to hear yourself on the radio. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Taking your calls and your questions. So grateful to be with you this afternoon and to be back in the pulpit tonight. I was away for a week. Um officiating a 30-year 30 30-year 30 wedding vow renewal of my friend Henry and his wife Maria. Henry and I go back 30-plus years. Maria and I go back, geez, 40-plus years as we grew up in the same neighborhood, and I was friends with her brother. Her brother, Jack, is the man that led me to the Lord. And I've got a picture. Jack and I have a picture of playing Little League together. And just amazing the grace of God. So it was such a privilege to be a part of their vow renewal celebration. Quite a few of our high school friends and family and kids, which aren't our kids are not kids anymore. We're together. Um, It's just the grace of God that we're all alive. I mean, really is what it amounts. 303-690-3000. is the number. Taking your calls and your questions. Text me. 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. We are jumping in back into the book of Exodus uh, in our Bible study tonight. Uh, we're going to be looking at <clears throat> the uh, ark, getting into the ark, the only place of safety for Noah and his family were in the ark. And did you know the only place of safety for you and your family is also to get into the ark? And you're like, what? What are you talking about? Get into the ark. Well, the ark becomes a picture and a type of Jesus Christ. The only, there was a singular way to be saved during the flood under the judgment of God. What was it? It was the ark. And who was there? Those who obeyed the command to come in. And even today, God is commanding men and women to come into the ark 
to come in to Jesus and to give your life to him by receiving the forgiveness of your sins through the blood that was shed. There is a command. Everyone, everyone, everywhere, a command to repent. Remember in Acts chapter 17, Paul's getting to the the foundation, uh, the really the conclusion of his Bible study. And what does he say? Truly these times of ignorance, God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. And there is no other way. Jesus is the singular way to have your sins forgiven towards salvation. So we're going to be in that tonight, covering the whole chapter. You know, one of the distinctives of Calvary Chapel is that we teach through the Bible, verse by verse, in an accurate, contextual, historical, grammatical handling of the text with relevant application to today, to today. It's It's a hallmark of God using churches in every generation to speak to the present generation. The message never changes. But the methodologies always do. Let me share with you, and as we see the calls coming in, the importance of the distinction between orthodoxy and orthopraxy. Orthodoxy and orthopraxy. Orthodoxy is a fancy word that means right doctrine, having the right teachings. And the right teachings never change. They, they never change. The right teachings are firm and steadfast. And so every true church will hold to the same essential doctrines. However, the orthopraxy or the right activity changes. It, of course it changes. Uh, it is not firmly fixed in the biblical narrative of exactly how to do things every day for 2,000 years, but rather God gives flexibility and freedom for every generation to express a true relationship with Jesus Christ within its culture, uh, within its context. Even as you read the New Testament, you can see that the gospel penetrated a city like Corinth, but also a city like Philippi or a city uh, like a region like Galatia. It was able to minister in Jerusalem, predominantly Jewish, but also the Gentile world. And the practices were different. Acts chapter 15 is all about orthopraxy. The orthodoxy is settled, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, but the, the significance of how, how do we do we Are we supposed to circumcise Gentiles? Is that a practice that's to carry over? And they said, no, 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 no. It is not required for you to be circumcised in order for you to be saved. And to that we say, amen. Uh, it was a part of the old covenant, not the new covenant. And at any rate, that's why there's such a variety of how we do things, but not who we worship. Jesus is singularly set as grace and truth. All right, phone lines are filling up. Let's go to Iowa. Ken is in Cedar Rapids. Welcome to the program, Ken. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I wanted to say thank you for, uh, I listened to you on Enduring Word Radio in 
Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and uh, wanted to say thank you for being on the air and all the encouragement that you bring each week. And um, I've got a prayer request this afternoon. Okay. Um, I am currently in a transitional care center healing up after a hospital visit, and um, I've got a wound where I had surgery and they had a drain uh, drain site where they had a couple of drain tubes in, and they removed the drain tubes, and now I've got a uh, place where they were where it's about a two-centimeter long um, where the incision was, and it's about mm. a centimeter deep. Okay. Uh, and I need that to heal. It's in a place where where I, I have to do slide board transfers, and it's in a oh place my. that when I scoot, it's aggravating the yes. healing, and I need God to miraculously heal that side up so that I can get back to my uh, regular day-to-day life and get home to my cat and stuff like that and being able to have my twins over for visitation and whatnot. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the privilege of serving my brother in Iowa and bringing Ken's request right to your throne room of grace because you say that we can come and find help in our time of need. And so I pray for these complications from surgery and the needed surgery that's going to fix the complications. And and ultimately, God, according to your will, we ask that Ken can go home, resume uh, his life, enjoying family and friends and pets and Lord, the life that he's that you've given to him, that he might enjoy it and use it for your glory. So we pray for strength, and I even just sense a need for perseverance. That I just pray endurance into his life, as this has a way. These types of things have a way of messing with our heads and our emotions. And so I just pray, God, that you would establish Ken and bring about your perfect will and get him home safely. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. All right, Ken, keep us up to date. Let us know when you get home. All righty. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Over to Pennsylvania now. Betty Jane, welcome to the program. Hi, Ed Taylor. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm well, thanks. I'm calling because um, I need prayer for my family that is not saved. Okay. Um, My grandson is saved. He's 12 going on 13, but... His parents don't allow me to really influence him mm, I'm sorry. Uh, in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. it's tricky. Yes. But my um, particular challenge right now is, well, first of all, I'd, I'd love to be raptured with knowing that my children are raptured too, but yeah. yes. you know, whatever God, is God's plan for that. Um, but also my work is very challenging, and uh, if you could please pray for me. I, I'm yeah. a hospice and... It's very hard. It's very challenging. I was just talking to a brother today of just how much death is an enemy. And, you know, Eden, Adam and Eve, and, and humanity was not created for death, but life. And as a result of sin, we're all facing the pain and problems of death. And so, Father, I pray for Betty Jane, and I pray for her family, God, her desires to see her grandchildren um, her family saved and in the rapture with her to forever be with you, Lord, uh, in eternity. So we we just pray that truth that you're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We pray that truth into her family. And I pray that you would give her the strength and the stamina to continue the work that you've called her to, that she might rise up 
to be used in wonderful ways for love, grace, mercy, and strength. But she needs a supernatural strength to accomplish all that you've called her to do. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Amen. Okay, sister, bless you. Yeah, I love love being um, a Christian and a born-again Christian and learning that there's so much to learn Yes. In, in word, it's really beautiful. It is. So thank I, you. I, I'm always, I'm always, I was just, we, you know, we have uh, here at the church, we have devos in the morning where as the staff all gathers together. And this morning, you know, one of the pastors, Micah, he shares uh, with us in Psalm 16. And, and it was just such a great encouragement to be reminded of the faithfulness of God. I just love it. Yeah. The fear of the God is his, treasure. I'm learning about that. Mm, that's good. Well, stay in yeah. touch. God Thank bless you. you. So All righty. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Lines are wide open. Join me on the air. 303-690-3000. We got a prayer request. Um, it says, my wife and I are recovering and reconciling after an affair. And there are some family situations a uh, daughter has turned their back on the Lord uh, and on the family. And uh, there's a positive test for cancer. And it's just a prayer request filled with trauma and complicated complexities of pain. And so I pray for this family, God, in the trauma that sin has brought. We rejoice, God, that you are able to recover and restore what was ripped off by the devil and what was given away by sinful flesh. And now we pray for this daughter who now has turned her back on you and her family. And it is just a mess, complicated and challenging, uh, difficult and sad, but certainly, God, not at all outside of the realm of your love and care. And so we pray, God, that you would, by your love and care, minister to this family. And I pray uh, as well, God, lifting up the um, the cancer um, patient. Uh, it says, uh, father, father, his father-in-law tested positive for cancer. So such hard words to endure. And I know that Jason's facing cancer and Rose is facing cancer and just so much, Lord. It's... It's brutal, and I just pray for those battling such a horrific disease. Give them strength in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can always text me, 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897 is the text line, and uh, you can call to get on the air. 303-690-3000 is the number. Here, Calvary, we just started a brand new mini-series uh, and it's actually, I guess you could call it a mini, mini series that we are going to be studying within the context of Acts chapter six, the seven primary spiritual gifts listed for us in Romans. We've got a couple introductory studies. We just did one, and I'm super excited about taking this uh, our church through the gifts one more time. 
Uh, and so we're going to look at seven of them. Now, we know that things are listed out in Ephesians with ministries where the gifts operate. We also know in 1 Corinthians 12, there's manifestations of the Spirit. We also know in Romans 12, there are the seven primary motivational gifts. And I explained all that in brief, uh, not entirely in total, uh, in our study this last weekend. So go to our website, CalvaryCO. That stands for Colorado. So CalvaryCO.church, or better yet, download our free app. Thousands upon thousands have downloaded it already. Just put my name in the search. This is the easiest way, because uh, there's so many different Calvary churches around the country, around the world. The easiest way to find our app is just put my name in there, Ed Space Taylor. Ed Taylor. App will pop up. Download it for free. Turn on notifications, and you're good to go. And there's a little tab there that says latest messages. And uh, if you want to catch up with us, the last messages or 12, I don't know how many are there. And then if you want to catch up with the entirety of the book of Acts, um, you know, you can do that there as well. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number. Hey, this is a great text question. Is there a resource besides the Bible that can help a wife know when to obey her husband when it comes to the children? For example, which school they should go to if the daughter can take out the trash or is it the son's responsibility, etc., etc.? That is a great question. And I have two answers for you. No, there is not a book that I know of that will help you sort out these specific questions. There isn't. Uh, these are questions that really are personal. They are practical. And I currently do not know a book where you would read and go, well, the girl should take out the trash or the boy should take out the trash. Uh, however, so that the first answer is no. But my second answer is yes. Let me give you a great recommendation that will help you and your husband grow closer in your love for one another so that you can answer these questions together and be in agreement. And here is the book. You ready? It's our pick of the month for our church and for Abounding Grace. And you can get a copy directly on our online store. You can certainly get books wherever books are sold uh, for yourself. But if you want to support missions, you can get it right off our website, uh, calvaryco.store. Our church website is calvaryco.church, but our store website is calvaryco.store. Here's the book. You ready? Married and How to Stay That Way. Married and How to Stay That Way by Steve Carr, a good friend of mine who uh, used to pastor a church up in Northern California, but now uh, he has since retired. I mean, you, you never really retire but he has handed over the church to a young man. Married and how to stay that way. Because what these questions reflect is more than just the answers you guys are needing to agree on. It is the fact that you're not in agreement. And I suspect that there's more in your marriage that you don't agree on that is probably causing a lot of different arguments, a lot of different um, issues, a lot of different frustration, whether you express it or not, or you you know, you know um, stuff it down inside. And this book, when you guys do it together, will become a manual on how to grow in closeness 
oneness and intimacy together because that's the source of your answer. As you abide in Christ, he will give you wisdom. Let's take, for example, what school should they go to? Well, that's a great question. And you guys need to lay out your options before the Lord and pray over them. How about this one? Uh, If the daughter can take out the trash. Well, we don't need a book to answer that. Of course a daughter can take out the trash. Uh, Or is it the son's responsibility? Well, it can be the son's responsibility. You know, you can have the daughter do it on odd number months and the son do it on even numbered months or something that Marie and I did is we sorted out the chores based on age and responsibility. And, you know, the, um, we probably did what, you know, if you ask our kids, we probably weren't as fair as we could have been, or maybe made mistakes that way. But, you know, we wanted to teach our kids, uh, responsibility. Um, and, but the, the taking out the trash is not a gender specific, uh, responsibility. Anybody, mom, dad can take out the trash. Mom can take out the trash. And right now in our home, it is my responsibility. Now, Marie takes it out sometimes. My daughter will take it out sometimes. But it's something that's been given to me. Um, and I've taken it as a responsibility. And uh, But my wife is capable of doing it. My daughter's capable of doing it. Uh, and when it, if I neglect it, which uh, don't tell anybody, but sometimes I do let it go a little bit longer, Um you know, Marie will just take it out and say, oh, forget it. She'll take it out. But I think that that's the key. I think what God's trying to reveal to you is that you guys need intimacy. Married and how to stay that way. And, you know, again, this is not necessarily an unusual thing in your marriage either. This is common. These are common. This is common. Now, I'll tell you why it's common. And I don't know. I, I don't see who texts, right? So I don't know your name. I don't know you personally in answering this. But But it's common. And I'll tell you the problem. You, as a wife, are a selfish woman. That is the problem. And your husband, as a man, as a husband, is a selfish man. And that's what we bring into our marriages. We're selfish, we're self-centered, and we need to learn to die to ourselves and to fulfill our role in Jesus Christ. And that obedience to husband and submission is a tricky thing. But I do know this. I don't know exactly how, but I do know you can. And I do know you guys can be more in agreement. So, Father, I pray for this marriage. And I pray for everyone listening. They're like, you know, they're they're listening. Oh, my gosh, that sounds like my marriage. That sounds like where I'm at. And all these different views and the way we were raised and how we deal with things and how the condition of our marriage today. And I just pray, Lord, that you would Have your hand upon marriages, strengthen them, help them grow in your grace that they might be filled afresh with your spirit and rise up and be an example to a watching world in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Great question. That was good. But that's the kind of question that would be good on the air too. So call me, would you? I know the lines are full. I'm going to get back to the phone lines, but uh, call me. These are good discussion because there's always nuances, right? There's always... Uh, there's always a nuance to these types of questions. I'd love to talk through as well. Um, All right, let's go back to the phone lines. We're on line one. Erica here in Aurora, Colorado. Welcome to the program. Yes. Yes. I just want to, um, first of all, I just want to say I was trying to get on air the other day, but I will be busy. 
I just I ask for prayer for my fiance for his court day, and I just want to say thank you that Lord gives him favor. But this time, um, he passed away this Sunday in my oh, hand. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, going Erica. through a lot right now to be by myself. Yes, it's so it tough for me. Am I able to concentrate? I just went through a lot. It's gone now. Yeah. Well, let, let me just let you know that what you're experiencing right now and the feelings you have are normal. Uh, that grief in, is such a horrible, hard thing to endure, especially a daughter with her dad and all of the circumstances surrounding this. And, and so the pain you're feeling, the lack of concentration, the lack of sleep, the anger, whatever it is that you're feeling, I, I want to let you know that it's normal. It's normal for, for a woman that's gone through what you've gone through to experience. And bef- before you hang up today, because I'm going to pray for you, okay? But before you hang up, I want you to give Frank, because Frank's answering the phone today. I want you to give him your address, and I'm going to send you a, a gift today. I'm going to put it in the mail today. And I'm going to send you a gift to help comfort you in your grief. Would you Would you be okay with me sending you a gift? Yes. Okay. I want to do that. So let me pray for you, Father. I, I pray for my sister. Um, what a What a hard, difficult season she's in right now, Lord. I also pray for my friend, um, who also is in a hard, difficult place right now. Um, that just just overwhelmed with emotion, overwhelmed with pain, overwhelmed with hurt. I pray for Erica, God, and my friend, that you would give them strength and support and help in this time of grief, sorrow, and loss. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, Erica, don't hang up because Frank is going to put you on hold and then he's going to take your information and give it to me. And then on my way, uh, on my way to church, I'm going to drop it in the mail. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. And let me just say, if any of you are looking for help with grief, uh, and I, I mean, I should have told Erica this Frank, tell Erica to go to, if she needs help with grief to email me. And I have a series of links that I've accumulated over the last nine years that are the best of the best resources that I've been able to pick up on the topic of grief. And let me just say, grief is not only for the experience of the death of a loved one, although that's how we experience grief noticeably most often, but you ex- we experience grief over any significant loss, the loss of a job, divorce, uh, you know, when our kids grow up and move out, there's a, even even some moms have experienced grief when their kid you know when their kids aren't on diapers anymore and you go what yes because they're grieving one stage of their childhood and now their kids are growing up so fast and there's it elicits an emotional response uh, that you lose I mean I I was just listening to another Bible study uh, today uh, as I was driving home and I was listening and and that the pastor was talking about. Uh, the different stages of growth, and I've seen my kids uh, go into different stages of growth. Um, you know, I remember my 
My, when my oldest son went to Bible college, I wept like a baby. And then my middle son goes to Bible college. I wept like a baby. And then my daughter uh, went to Bible college. I'm still weeping like a baby, but she's back now. But uh, like, it was such a traumatic um, event. And, and, and I was sad, but at happy at the same time as they were launching off into a different part of their lives. And, uh, but now, you know, um, it was a, it's different. It was a different and death is such a deep, deep part of grief. And so email me or text me. You can even text me. I think the links work on text as well. Just email me at ed at edtaylor.org or text this line 720-336-0897 and I'll respond with, you know, 15 or 20 links of resources, books, websites. Uh, my website, edtaylor.org, has a bunch of grief information on it, and I'll send it away. So give me a call. Go into a break. We'll be right back. 303 690 3000. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back to the second half of today's program. I've been doing this program for years and years and years. I don't remember exactly when we started it, but um, when we started it, I've been doing it since the beginning, and I still, to this day, get I'm shocked by how fast a half hour can go uh, because we don't front load or back load the half hour with um, advertisements or anything. It's just talking straight through and how fast that time goes. So grateful to be able to spend an hour with you. Uh, Grateful to provide uh, the ministry of Calvary live to you all around the country. Uh, Started here on the grace FM radio network expanded off to Hope FM, then Truth FM picked up, then Radio by Grace Network picked it up, and then Higher Rock Radio and and so many other stations considering picking it up. So thank you guys for your prayers. Thank you for supporting us. And let me just say, I thinking of support, I didn't think of this, but you know, you're listening to this program right now on a local Christian radio station or an app or online, right? So I'm asking you to make a monthly commitment to support this local radio station. If you're listening on Grace FM, support us. If you're listening on Hope FM, support us. If you're listening to um, Radio by Grace, support us. If you're listening on Higher Rock Radio or Truth FM, please support us. And what I mean by us is when you support your local Christian radio station, you are supporting all the you know the, the teachers that are on the music that gets played the live bible studies that we, we the station you're listening to right now is not a multinational corporation it's a church uh some churches larger some churches is smaller but it is a great investment and sacrifice of the local church that are listening i mean i was thinking recently we've been having tower problems and every time kevin goes up there um, man, sacrifice an investment or Frank coming in last minute to host today, sacrifice an investment. These guys, they, they love Jesus. They love radio. 
uh, and they're serving you. And I think of all the teams around the country that uh, it's just a bare bones. What do they call it? A skeleton crew of a skeleton. Get it out, Ed. A skeleton crew of of um, uh, people, men and women, that love the Lord and serve self-sacrificially. And, uh, you know, there's bills to pay. There's electrical bills. You know, you hear a station say, we're this many watts. Well, every single watt costs a dollar, you know, whatever. I mean, not a dollar, probably more than that. Uh, but our our electrical bill is thousands of dollars a month. Our rent on the tower, thousands of dollars a month. You know, and the bigger networks that have more stations have bigger bills. So all that just to say, support the station, please. Make a commitment. After you tie to your church, let this be an offering unto the Lord. And yes, I know it's hard. The economy's challenging. I know you have to make different decisions with the money that God has given you, and we respect that. But if you have capacity, uh, please use some of that capacity to support local Christian radio. So verse-by-verse Bible study and, and authentic, wholesome worship will be provided seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And if you don't have capacity, pray for capacity. Say, God, I, I pray for an extra $25 at the end of the month to give to local Christian radio. And the thing is, is that most people don't give to Christian radio because they think it's free. Because they get it free, they think it's free, but it literally is thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars, thousands upon thousands of dollars every month, every year that a church, um, a church provides to your community. So thank God for it the churches that provide these stations and the people. And when I say church, I mean the people. I always like to tell our church, you know, of some testimony. Um, I actually just taught on this. You should go to our website or to the app and listen in. I taught a Bible study on uh, entitled, We is the Language of Ministry, because none of us do anything ever alone. Uh, maybe because I'm in the pulpit, I get a little more, and my my big mouth is who God chose to use and gift with pastor teacher, I, I might get more attention, but I'm not any more important than anybody in our church. You know, you, you don't hear Frank at all, except if you call the show, but he's just as important to this show than, and I am, you know why? Because if Frank wasn't there, we wouldn't be doing the show. That's just straight up. And he has different gifts and different talents and he gets the privilege of serving behind the scenes. But the brother is just as important as I am. Isn't that cool? So anyway, support your local radio, 303-690-3000. Bruce in Inglewood, Colorado. Bruce, welcome to the program. Hey, what's up, Pastor Ed? I appreciate you taking my call. Right on. Um, Today I have a a prayer request for my daughter. She's uh, turning 11 in September, so she's 10. And um, she comes from a relationship uh, that started out of um, relations out of wedlock. Okay. And um, it was, uh, you know, uh, it was with a person that I didn't know well. I met her at a uh, local tavern, and we just, you know, uh, things, one thing led to another. Okay. And uh, we had her out of wedlock. And we tried a relationship to see if we could uh, make things work. Um, Things did not go good. Mm. Um, And over the last 10 years, things have been very uh, toxic and complicated. Um, She had her daughter, and um, 
she told the courts that all these falsehoods, uh, which, you know, led to me going into supervised visits with my daughter for the first couple of years, and um, I've had to work my way up to get any type of custody, uh, any type of parental rights. I wouldn't okay. even call it custody. Right. And um, so, you know, so on and so forth, without all the extra details and so forth, um, she has led my daughter to believe all these falsehoods. Mm-hmm. For instance, like she told her that I punched her stomach when she was pregnant, mm-hmm. trying to uh, trying to hurt my daughter or even kill her, which is completely false. I mean, you I'm know, the, the thing is, is the Lord, she might be able to trick man and courts and all these people, but yeah. she can't trick my Lord. You know, my, right. my father in heaven knows us inside and out. He knows our thoughts. He knows all these things. And um, I just, I, what, what I'd like to pray for is uh, I was supposed to have, I only get two weeks a year with my daughter. Okay. And they moved out of state without my permission, not really like I had any say in it. And just over the years, I've really tried my best to work uh, towards a positive relationship with my daughter and her mom and their family and things. And I, I really am working so hard at it, you know, for my daughter's sake, not necessarily because, like, you know, it's very toxic, like I said. And her sure. mom has some mental illness issues that she's working through. Okay. And so it's just really bad. And so I, I'd like a prayer um not only for my family, but for my daughter and for my daughter's side of the family, uh, for them to soften their hearts uh, for Jesus first and foremost, um, okay. because they've even led my daughter away from Christ. I've worked oh, no. so hard um, over the years to teach her about Christ and salvation and the whole nine yards, right. and they have Anything that I do or say or try and teach her, it's always exactly the opposite, right? So they they rebel against everything, and they always try and turn everything back around against me. And so my daughter was supposed to be out here right now, and my daughter uh, flew out on Saturday. We brought her to the house and, you know, treating her very lovingly, compassionately, and stuff like that. And uh, she came down on uh, Monday and said that she talked to her mom and that her mom, uh, she told her she didn't want to be here and that she hates us and she hates her brother and sister and just all these horrible things. And that her mom bought her a plane ticket, of course, without my kid knowing her permission. And she uh, flew back yesterday and I'm supposed to have my time with her. Um, I'm not going to push it towards the courts or any of that stuff because anytime I ever do anything uh, petitioning to the courts, the uh, everything always comes back around against me yeah. um, because of her manipulation and the way she's she's just a master at it. And I don't know how to describe it, but she's really good at it, and uh, she can really manipulate people into thinking a lot of things and. Um, I'm just afraid to even go back to court or anything because, A, it costs me so much money and time and emotional stress and everything. Um, and every time I go, I lose more or end up having to do, you know, classes or just 
weird, bizarre things, man. And I just, I, I'm praying, you know, that my daughter can uh, have peace with Jesus yes. and um, find peace with our family. And, you yes. know, if it's not with our family, at least be at peace with Jesus, you know. And I just pray for their family to soften their hearts for Jesus, because I know that Jesus can fix them, yeah. but they have to be willing to accept him, you know, yeah. for that. Well, let's and pray, I, brother. I pray for the fathers and moms That's right. out there that are going through these same things. And grandfathers and grandmothers going through the same thing with their great, with their grandkids. It's deception yeah. and lies and being held back from them. So, Father, I pray right now for my brother Bruce um, and all that he's facing with this difficult situation. I agree with him, God, along with other fathers, other mothers, grandmas, uh, grandpas, that because of decisions made by a mom or a dad, um, great pain is being inflicted, not only on all the dads, moms, grandmas, grandpas, but on the kids, um, on the kids, using kids as pawns, uh, believers and unbelievers alike doing this exact thing. And I pray, God, that you would break through and give opportunity for your love and mercy to be shared in family as you intended. I pray for Bruce's daughter, God, that she would have peace with Jesus, with you, that she would come to a place of surrender with you, God, that she would be saved um, that truly have a real relationship with you that transcends all of the drama and all of the trauma that she's in the middle of. I pray, God, that you would bring peace into this home, into this family, into the extended family. We know that it it didn't happen the way, uh, you know, the preferable way. Uh, it didn't. It, the situation was uh, complicated through sin and decisions, and now mental health challenges, and you know, there's just so much. God, it's more then we can handle. But we pray for your Holy Spirit um, to truly uh, be exalted. And I pray for my brother Bruce, finally, that you give him the strength to endure. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, bro. Okay, brother. Bye-bye. <sighs> so hard. Bianca, line three. Welcome to the program. I'm doing well, but we could barely hear you, sister. Well, can't hear you at all. Did you drop your phone? Bianca was waiting all that time, and then she dropped. Let's go to Greeley, Colorado. David, welcome to the program. Hey, David, welcome to the program. Oh, I wonder if we lost... The, I guess we lost them both. David and Greeley had a testimony, but you can always text me the testimony or you text me at 720-336-0897, 720-336-0897, or all lines are open, 303-690-3000 is the number, 303 690 3,000 is the number. Again, uh, we have Bible study today, tonight, in just a couple hours. No matter where you are around the country, you can join us online. Uh, 
just go to our website, calvaryco.church. We have an online church tab or go to our our app. Live is right on the home page. Uh, and I always check them during service just to make sure they're working. Uh, and and they do 99.9% of the time. Uh, technology is just spot on. And all the people behind the scenes, I mean, it takes an army of people um, to provide ministry. And praise God he provides the army. Love it. Loveland, Colorado. Lisa, welcome to the program. Hey, Lisa, you're on the air. Hello, Pastor Ed. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, just wanted to give you um, just a heads up as, uh, to my, how much I love Grace FM. I listen oh, good. to him. Um, every time my grandchildren get in my car, they <laughs> hear it, and they, they know your voice. They know <laughs> just about every pastor's voice there is. But my question is, Pastor Ed, is I work in a very big um, setting, Okay. I don't really want to tell where I work. That's okay. Don't do. I want to just ask you: What are some of the scriptures that I read to give me strength as far as my work ethic? The Lord has given me. I'm. I'm in my. You know, I just turned sixty this year, okay. and so I've been working all my life. Um, but the thing is, I I work with a bunch of young people. Just skate by. They don't. You know, and then it falls back on me, and it's really, really hard, and I have to really pray about not getting upset and not letting my, you know, as James says, don't let your tongue bridle your tongue. And, of course. And I, I try really hard to do that, but is there anything that, any uh, reinforcement that I could uh, give myself every day that the Lord would bless me with just some contentment. And yes. and, and, and it's not only even the, the young people, it's the admin. The of admin course. is the managerial, is there's no support, there's no camaraderie, no morale. It's just, mm. it's really a hard place. And, you know, we're the shining light of Christ in our workplace. And I do, I am very, very, very blessed to have the job. Uh, I've been there for almost eight years, and I, that's my job. Um, I have great benefits, but it's just sometimes it's so tedious with the mental drain that I sustain. Is there anything you can help me to lead me to that I can fall back on? Sure. You know, I think uh, it's important to realize that anywhere on the earth, we're going to face the kind of frustrations you're facing. Uh, when somebody joins a team here at the church, you know, you met, a lot of people have uh, these wide eyes. Even I did. Because uh, I had never worked for a church until I moved here, uh, and oh, then I, you know, I I took a salary when the church was large enough, and uh, I never worked at a church. So I kind of thought working for a church would be the best place in the world to work, and and it's a great place to work. Don't get me wrong; I love it. Right. But I always tell right. people that you're not coming to work in heaven. This is not heaven. We're not heaven That's yet, true. and so we've got difficulties with one another. We have, um, you know, everything you experience has we experience but you know to a different degree uh we get to do devos in the morning we we have a different environment that uh is good but it's still filled with people and difficult and right. and it's good to be reminded you know as i was listening to your to your to you explain it reminded me of my days in the corporate world it was just brutal it was right. brutal right. um everything you said plus layoffs and mergers, acquisitions, techno. I mean, it was brutal. They were trying to get a hundred hours of work out of 10 hour days. You know, it was, it was unbelievable. I 
Exactly. I don't believe I can't even believe I survived it. But you know what? Here's here's where I'm headed. It is God's will for you to be there. This is the will of God. This is where he wants his church through your life to be exactly where you are. And I was thinking the first verse that came to mind uh, is, therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory Glory of God. God. And that is an important part of what will help soften the blows because, so, you know, here's what you're describing. You're describing you got everyday problems, everyday difficulties, work difficulties. And then on occasion, you got really bad stuff, right? right. Because, right. you know, I don't get right. a lot of support from management. Okay, well, most of the time I don't need a lot of support from management. It only hurts when I really need it and they don't give it to me. So exactly. all the other times I just want to learn how to rejoice. I want to I learn how to think Jesus I want to learn how to pray Jesus. I want to learn how to live Jesus. And I want to learn how to serve Jesus, no matter where I am. Absolutely. And I, it, it's, I was introduced to these two words, I mean, today together, not that I haven't had them, but the power of abiding and beholding. Like, I want to stay abiding in Christ. He's my strength. But even in the midst of the workplace, I want to behold the glory of God. I, I want to be in awe of him there. I don't want to allow the mundane things. And I, I think of our own church, you know, I think of some of the responsibilities that we all carry and different pa- different people have different responsibilities in our team. And it, it can be so mundane and so hard and so difficult just day in and day out that we have to be recharged in the Lord. We, we need to remember that we're here by the will of God we need to remember that he is faithful, that we're going to give thanks through him, no matter whether in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Uh, and and so email me or text me because we're putting together a new book here. Um, I'm calling it 10 Bible Verses for Life. And nice. we, have, um, we have 150... How many of these? We did 157 different topics where we collected 10 verses on every topic. And so I'm just reading to you from the one we did. It says 10 Bible verses about work. Oh, and cool. I'd love to send it to you. And um, uh, and I, we haven't published the book yet, but I've got the the Word document. And, okay. You know, just meditating on these things. It doesn't change your circumstances, but it does change how you respond to right. your circumstances. Right. Yes, yes. And that's what I need. I just need I just need some you know inspiration on a daily basis and I pray and I ask the Lord to just bless my day and to give me the wisdom and the courage to face whatever comes my way throughout the day and I like I say I work with a lot of young people. I work of with course. one individual that just has the worst mouth. I mean I every other word out of his mouth is curse word. I mean he never takes the Lord's name in vain, thanks the Lord. But it, you know, it's very offensive. But and I've spoken to the admin about it, and they, you know, what can they do? I mean, they write him up, but you know, and I don't want to be labeled as a tattletale and a crybaby. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I don't want that persona. I, I want to be known as a godly woman that has godly advice and has a godly temperament all yes. the time. No, it's so you good, know? and I think you know, I think that there there is a need to 
um, draw the line, you know, and when necessary. But most of the time we say, God, just give me grace for my coworker. Uh, open a door, you know, especially the guy that's cussing, start bringing him, start bringing him donuts. Um, buy a special, buy his, buy a, a cup of coffee that is his favorite. Or if he's not a donut guy, bring, you know, whatever snack, like start blessing him. The Bible says to bless those who persecute you. And while he's not persecuting you, there is a, there is a benefit of saying, you know what? God has put me in this place to bless my coworkers. He's put me here to not just be, not just be known as the Christian, but to be one. And right. it's right. amazing what you, it's amazing what happens when you start to think of others, blessing them, you know, even yeah. if they don't give you any response, they will not forget that you went and you're not doing like, you're, you're not showing up. Okay. I'm going to bring you a dozen donuts every two weeks. If you stop cussing, it's like, no, you can cuss. You're not even going to, that's not even the reason you're doing it because right. you love them because right. you care for him. And you know, who knows the Lord could use the power of love to really penetrate. Maybe, maybe that's his way of keeping people distant. And you're like, I'm not going to play that game. I'm not going to stay distant. You're my coworker. Right. And, uh, I'm glad that you're my coworker, you know, and just right. finding ways be. to affirm him. You know, yep, that could be very much true. I, I bring in banana bread whenever I make them. I nice. for four to six loaves at a time. And I just push them out to the department and, you know, they all know me as, this generosity and stuff, but you're right. Good. My daughter is even with it. Maybe buy him a cup or or something, and just draw him close to him, pray over him. Yeah. And, you know, and think I don't about think he would rebuke me or anything. Christmas like that. presents. I think he would accept it. This is where Christians can really get can really be generous. Like you know, I have the Christmas presents. We all have the office exchange, but this particular guy gets something extra from you because God has made him uh, stand out by all the other people. He's the only one you mentioned to me because of his right. foul mouth. And so yeah. there's a reason why he stands out. There's a reason why he is getting under your skin. There's a reason why he's the one that's just causing you such a rub. And you know, you say, okay, Lord, I got you got my attention. I know he's here. I'm going to start to get to know him. I'm going to start by blessing him. Maybe I'll have the open the door where you can say, you know, is there any way I could pray for you? I'm going to a, I'm going to church tonight. Is there anything I can pray for you about? I I just want to I just want you to know that I'm I'm in your corner and yeah. and what's important to you is important, you know, and you already know the words, you already know you have the reputation there and just yeah. we're not going to we don't have to be backed into a corner. We can we can take where God has put us. And again, is he going to stop cussing? Probably not. Is he will he become nicer? Maybe. Maybe he will. Maybe he maybe you, you will love him in such a way in Christ's love that right. he'll tell you he'll he'll open up to you and tell you what's really painful in his life because well, of his separation I, I from God. No, he's pretty much an open book. He lost his uh, eldest daughter in a tragic car accident this yeah. last year. And, and but he's such a he's such a jovial guy. He's always yeah. laughing and you know, if it wasn't just for his curse mouth, it, he'd be a fantastic guy. And you know, I pray for his work ethic because he is younger than me and and mm -hmm. he, you know, he just needs to grow up a little bit. Well, here, here's what I'll do, because we're coming up on the end of the program. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask you to stay on hold, and here's what I'll do. I will put uh, the book that I wrote in the mail to you, God's Help for the Troubled Heart, and uh, I'll, I'll put it in your hands, and then you can pray for the right time to give it to him as a gift, and you could say uh, to him, you know, I, I know it's if, if the door opens, you know, I know about your daughter, and it still makes me sad thinking about it. 
but but there's a guy on the radio that I've been listening to that he he lost a son and right. and it's very hard and here I I want you to have this book because it came from the heart of a someone that has experienced something close to what you did. Would you take that as a gift? I mean, even my hardcore unbelieving boss took a Bible from me and thanked me for it and didn't throw it in the trash. I thought he was going to fire me or throw it in the trash, <laughs> but he took it. Oh, that would be so wonderful, Pastor Ed. I would really appreciate that so Okay, much. so Frank is going to take your info. I'm going to pray because we got a minute left. So, Father, I pray uh, for my sister and her work situation that you would establish Lisa and help her just to continue to be the church. On the hard, hard, hard days, give her strength. Maybe even give her a heads up to call in sick for a mental health day and just to avoid it all. But otherwise, God, use her and let her work ethic be an example. Uh, let her let her love for you be noted that it's not just a banana bread, but it's banana bread in Jesus' name. It is the church on mission. And I pray that if this, this book ends up in his hands, that it would be used as a tool, even with the little picture of my son and my grandson in the front there, like it would be a picture that we love our kids, we miss our kids and our grandkids, and God, you are faithful, and you will bring comfort to the most troubling of situations. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise okay. the Lord. Thank stay on, you, stay on hold. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. God bless. Hey, come on out tonight. We'll be at church in a couple hours. Uh, we're studying the book of Genesis, looking at the ark, a type and picture of Jesus. I'm so grateful to be back with the midweek fellowship. Pray for, we got a mission team from our high schoolers heading off to Mexico, probably there by now. Pray for them, would you? Next generation, man, ready to serve the Lord. I'm so excited for them. But they're not just the next generation, they're this generation. Bless you guys. We'll see you tonight. CalvaryCO.church for directions, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.